Hello and welcome to episode 372 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Earlier this evening I went out to my potting shed in order to take some cuttings of some of my herbs. Something that I try and do quite often in order to expand my collection of herbs. That's going to come up in just a moment but firstly what have I been up to over this last week on my plots? Well, it's Saturday the 21st of November 2020. I've been on the allotment for a few hours and had a lovely time. Bit of a wind creeping up and it's a bit chilly, but we make the most of it. So what have I been doing? Well, I started off with just a little bit of weeding just in general around the beds. Just getting on top of those, or I should say keeping on top of those. Now that I've got them at a state that I'm reasonably happy with, it's just a case of keeping on top of them throughout this, these next few months and uh, into the spring when it really will kick off. But I followed that up with by going into the greenhouse and I harvested a lot of my chilies off my plants. I spoke at length about chilies just last week, so I won't go too much into them. But I've harvested quite a few. I've still got lots more to harvest. I think we're going to be eating chilies quite a bit over the coming weeks, months, maybe even into years from this free crop, free plant, sorry. Now... My next task, and was one that I really wanted to concentrate on, was to clear out my asparagus bed. I mean, when I say clear out, clear all the weeds from my asparagus bed, which I, which I did. Now, my asparagus bed, when I put it in, I rushed. I, I should have cleared it out a lot better with regards to all the weeds, but I didn't do that, and it's always becoming quite a mess. The asparagus ferns have now died back and are therefore basically redundant, and I just figured it was time to clear out the weeds. Then I wanted to mulch it with some compost. Now, the compost that I've used as a mulch was some from my bags of compost that I have been growing tomatoes in this year as grow bags. And I set these grow bags up as a bit of an experiment. Earlier in the year when I started growing these tomatoes, I noticed that Homebase were selling peat-based compost and a peat-free compost for exactly the same price. In fact, even the bags looked identical. The only difference was one did say peat-free compost. And I know I've been uh, discussing peat quite a bit on other channels lately, and it's something that I wanted to do an experiment and see if there was any difference. Well, I can tell you now that growing these tomatoes in peat-free or peat-based compost, there was absolutely no difference. Grew exactly the same amount of tomatoes in exactly the same quantity, same quality. The tomatoes plants themselves died back at exactly the same time. Absolutely no difference at all. So, what this means now, obviously I've used that spent compost as a mulch over my asparagus beds just to hold down the weeds a bit more. But what this also means now, and I'm making this pledge and I hope others will join me, I will now only be buying peat-free compost. Except in ericaceous plants when I think there's no other choice but to get peat-based compost. But we don't use a huge amount of that and really I think that is where peat-based compost is ideally suited for. 
But peat-free compost is all I'm going to be using in any other way whenever I buy compost from now on in. I hope everyone else joins me on that because I found there's no difference and peat-based compost really is not good for the environment or for the peat bogs and I think it's something that as gardeners we need to get on a board with. So yes, that that's really what I've been up to today, mulching my asparagus bed after clearing a load of weeds and that's tidied that up a lot better and reminiscing on this peat-free experiment. So I'm going to head on home for some lunch now and I'm probably going to do some work in the garden throughout these next, well, this afternoon and tomorrow. You'll hear about that in just a moment. It's Sunday the 22nd of November 2020 today. I've got a day at home today. You might hear a lot of banging in the background. My neighbours are doing DIY. It seems like a, a weekend that everybody is just full of doing jobs around the house. Today in my garden, so I wanted to plant out quite a few plants. I have my lettuce plants, which are my winter density and overwintering variety. And I wanted to get those into the new bed, which I've, I've planted up. And I've then just covered these plants over with one of my granddad's cloches. Now the cloches are there just to keep the temperature a little bit on the warmer side for these plants, just to help them out. But also protect them from the chickens, because they will eat the lettuce. And God knows, even when I was planting them, they were trying. I had to keep shooing them away, which is the, the joys of having chickens. I've also planted out some saffron crocus bulbs. I have grown saffron for years and years, but my my collection of bulbs, basically, the flowers have been getting less and less, and they've been a big bit poorer and poorer. actually moved them down the allotment last year, but I, so I was disappointed, and I love growing saffron. I've been growing it for many years, like I said, and I, I've had some good harvests of saffron over the years, but my... My bulbs just didn't seem to be performing as well for a variety of reasons, uh, which I just decided let's get some new bulbs and they arrived during this week and I've planted those out again into troughs of multi-purpose compost. Now I've got these bulbs and they had already started to shoot so they really did need to go in quite quickly. Hopefully they'll be okay but we'll, um, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. More importantly what I really want to be able to get is just some saffron because I love saffron. Now following on from that I had a couple of pumpkins that were basically ready for harvesting. They, I've been leaving them as long as I could leave them for because they were still growing and they hadn't quite gone to the stage that I would normally harvest them. But the plant now has started to die back and I had two reasonably sized Crown Prince pumpkins. Crown Prince are the variety that are perfect for eating so they did need to, to be harvested and uh, that's what I did today. Unfortunately when I harvested them, on both of them, I accidentally snapped the stalk off the actual squash itself. Normally I like to leave quite a, as much of a length of stalk as I possibly can. Fortunately it didn't happen, it just snapped straight off. So that's been a little annoying, but it is what it is. It means what we're gonna to have to do is turn those pumpkins into soup or something right away. So I think this week we will be making pumpkin soup, pumpkin pie, anything we can out of these pumpkins just to use them up. 
hopefully the seeds we can actually save those seeds and try and plant those again next year that's going to be the aim anyway now after that i've had a bit of a, a general tidy up trying to chop up bits and pieces to go in the compost bin the ground here is very very wet at the moment that i can't really use the lawnmower because it will just wouldn't do anything uh, which is getting a bit annoying because uh, I've got so much stuff that I want to get chopped up and into the compost bin, but it just can't go. And it, I try and produce a lot of compost, as you no doubt know. But I've been experimenting. I've, I've, I've spoken about this before in that welly boots. I, I've got a couple of pairs of welly boots, but I hardly ever use them. And the reason I don't use them is because they're a pain to get on and off. I'm a size 12 shoe and I just find that trying to get my ankle around the, the boot is quite painful. So I've ended up not using them as much as I should. Today I actually put them on and tried to use them and I'm looking. What I want to see is if it's worth investing in a pair of neoprene welly boots to see if they will do a better job for me and, and what happens if I use those. So I don't want to jump in because they are a lot of money. I don't want to jump in straight away and buy them. I just want to see how I get on with these welly boots to see if it is actually worth me investing in some neoprene welly boots. If anybody out there has had any experience with these boots, and I've asked this question and a few people have, but if anybody does have any experience, then please let me know via email or on the website or anything. I really want to know how good they really are. Well, this kind of sums up this week's diary section. I'm going to be talking about cuttings in just a moment so that's coming up but first of course as always it's my little advert time well hopefully you're enjoying this podcast so far we'll be back with the content in just a moment but i just want to take this opportunity to ask if you would consider becoming a member of the veg crowd podcast supporters members club it costs just five pound a month and for that five pound it enables me to keep the podcasts going and encourage more people to grow their own food but in return, what you will get for that £5 is each month you get several packets of seeds sent directly to your front door and these seeds can be sown in that corresponding month. Added to that, you will get behind the scenes podcasts, videos, blog posts, a lot more content for your money. To find out more and become a member, head to thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk and click on the supporting members link. Right, today I wanted to take a few cuttings, mostly herbs, but at this time of year we are looking at taking hardwood cuttings. So that could include many other plants, grapes or fruit trees, but quite a wide range. And I've, I've actually came into my potting shed to do this today. Now I tend to take cuttings in order to try and grow more plants. This is really useful for me. I like to expand my plant collection, grow more of a particular plant, but also it gives me a backup in case something like a plant dies or many, many other reasons that I like to take cuttings and expand my collection. For me, some of my favourite are rosemary and sage, and that is because these crops are so easy to take cuttings from. And I also use these herbs a lot in the kitchen, therefore tend to grow a lot of these plants. But 
We could take cuttings, like I said, a huge variety of plants and the method is exactly the same. So it's well worth experimenting. There's nothing to lose, but you could end up gaining a lot more plants. Now, just before I came into this shed tonight, I took my cuttings by simply snipping off some of the stems from the plants. At this time of year, we want to take hardwood cuttings. So if you look at a rosemary plant, and it's really obvious to see it in a rosemary plant, especially if you've already got one. If you look closely at the branches, you will see some of the branches are very soft and pretty flexible. Some of the other branches, they are woody, and that means they kind of look like a wood, a much darker colour. They look older, and they also aren't as flexible, almost to the point that you would, if you try and bend them, they would snap. These are the woody stems that we want to use for hardwood cuttings. Now I simply just cut these off like I'm going to prune the plants. In fact, I quite often do save my prunings to use for cuttings just because I can't bear to throw anything out. So I've taken 12 rosemary stems and 12 sage stems, both about six inches long, in order to use for cuttings. Quite a few but it is unlikely that all will survive. I reckon I would get at least six plants out of these 12. Now, as soon as I've taken these cuttings, I've brought them straight into my shed to carry out this task straight away so the cuttings don't dry out. I found this to be really successful. If you can't do it straight away, what you could do is just pop these cuttings into a, a plastic bag just to see it through. Um, but I think it's much better to do it straight away. Now, what I've got in front of me is one of my root trainers, which I'm just going to fill up with seed and cutting compost. Multi-purpose compost will will do but I just again I've had much better results using seed and cutting compost because I find it's a much grittier compost and the roots don't have to work so hard to get through the compost and it also helps because it's more free draining which means the cuttings are less likely to sit in water and rot. Anyway that's got the root trainers full and ready to go. Now I use my root trainers because, well, I bought them, I invested in them a few years ago and I think they're great, especially for this sort of thing. If you don't have root trainers, then you might just, an uh, ordinary pot will do. You don't have to use what I'm using, of course. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a rosemary stem first and I'm going to remove the leaves from the bottom half. Rosemary is pretty easy to do this to as I just grip the stem with my fingers and pull. There we go. Um, my fingers are now going to smell of that beautiful rosemary smell. Uh, those leaves just come off. Those leaves I'm going to actually save for something in the kitchen so they're not going to go to waste. Now what I'm going to do is just dip this stem, the bottom of this stem where I've removed the leaves into some rooting hormone powder that I, it's easily brought from a garden centre, it's pretty cheap. Um, again, it's not essential, but I have found this stuff really does help to improve the chance of being successful with my cuttings. Now I'm just gonna pop that bottom half of the stem into the compost. And that is it. That is ready to go. I'm going to just repeat this on throughout 
my, the rest of my rosemary plants. It won't take long at all. Now, the sage cuttings, it's almost the same method, except I want to remove a lot more of the leaves, and that involves just picking them off. What I really want to do is just leave sort of three to five leaves on the very top. Now, the reason we remove the leaves is where they attach to the stem is generally where roots will grow from. But also, by removing the leaves, we are going to be enabling the cutting to conserve some of its energy to pot into growing roots. It's just the amazing thing that plants are able to do. Right, that's got all my rosemary and sage cuttings into the compost. Didn't take long at all, you know, this is such a quick and easy job, but it's going to come back and pay us with dividends next year. So what I'm going to do is just gently spray over some water just to dampen the soil and that just needs to be moist um, and then I'm going to pop over one of my Perspex lids that come with these root trainers. Now the Perspex lid is just going to conserve some of that moisture to help keep the soil or the compost damp. Now this uh, root training is just going to sit in my potting shed. It's a little bit warmer in here than it is outside, so it's going to be better for them. Um, you can do them outside, but they, they will be a bit slower. But the warmer they are, the better they are going to do. You could put them in a heated propagator, of course, or bring them inside uh, in your house. If, it, it all helps, but it's not crucial. It, it's just a case of doing what you can if you really do want this to work. In a few months time, about springtime, these will start to show signs of life by starting to grow. At that point, I'm going to then pot them up into bigger pots and there we will have more herb plants. It's really as easy as that. It doesn't take much time to do either. Now this method doesn't just work on herbs of course. We could take cuttings from fruit trees, rose bushes, in exactly the same way so please do give it a go and let me know how you get on now I'm not going to close up for today I'm adding a new feature in a run up to Christmas so to hear that I'll meet you back in the podding shed in just a moment Well, this new feature that I'm starting this week and is going to run up until Christmas is the product of the week. Now, Christmas is approaching and you might be looking at ideas of what to get for the garden for Christmas or what you may want yourself for Christmas. I just want to caveat this by saying I know we are in tricky times with everything that is happening. Some people may have lost their jobs and I, I am so sorry if that is your case. Some people don't have a huge amount of money either. So again, these products may not be suitable for you. But what I am doing this for mainly is that there are still companies out there that are running. They may have products that are good. They just need to get it out there in order to keep the businesses running. So I'm doing it for that reason. I want to do what I can to help businesses as much as I can help the people spending the money, etc., etc. Now, all these products are something that I have, that I use, and that I, I have used more than once and are really worth buying, in my opinion. So the product for the day for today is iTip Handles. Now, these are absolutely brilliant. 
Now, I've got two pairs that go on my wheelbarrows. And what it is, is like a, a rotating handle. So as you lift up your wheelbarrow, the handle rotates and it's just naturally a much more comfortable way of holding a wheelbarrow. This is one of these gadgets that you probably didn't realise you needed until you got one because what I didn't realise with a wheelbarrow is just how uncomfortable they are to use. you got your wrists in a really awkward position when you think about it using a wheelbarrow. Well, these handles, these eye-tip handles, they just naturally put your wrists into a much more comfortable position. These handles are really, really strong. They are rated at holding up to 250 kilograms, which is quite a weight. And I think actually your wheelbarrow would give up before that weight. But I think the more important thing is just how comfortable they are to use. I often complain about my wrists or my joints aching. In my kickboxing days, I used to kickbox and um, my wrists took quite a, a bit of impact on that. That sometimes I can really feel it in them when I've done a lot of work and, and used them quite a bit. Well, I have found that these eye-tip handles have really helped with that so from that purpose highly highly recommend them now the price of these handles start at 25 pounds so i think that actually isn't a bad price at all if you want to find out more about these or look into it further i'll of course add links in my blog post but just head to itiphandles.com well that is it for this week so thank you so much everybody for listening we will be back again next week there'll be another product and there'll be more discussion and subjects to go through but if you want to get in touch you can email me richard at vegroundpodcast.co.uk you can leave a comment on the blog post at vegroundpodcast.co.uk you can just find me on social media just search for the vegrow podcast so until next time please take care I'll speak to you all again then.